0: all right this is script tease episode two we're going to talk about poetry and cinema and how it's influenced uh, and how poetry has influenced the world of film today we're going to have a very special co-host Corinne Arenas. she's a writer and audiophile based in Casin city her works have appeared in the university of canberra vc prize anthology inklet magazine and the achiever of the mastery filipino poetry and verse from english mid 90s to 2016. She studied Communication Arts in Miriam College and Creative Writing in UP Dilemma. So here we go, Script Tease, Episode 2 in 3, 2, 1. Welcome back. I am Rafi, your host. Hopefully you enjoyed the first episode about Parasite, but now we're going to move on to a different set of films. The two films are Jim Jarmusch's Patterson, made in 2016, and Lee Chang Dong's Poetry 2010. So here we go. Here's our co-host for this evening, Karin Arenas. Hi there, Corin. How are you doing tonight?
1: Hi, how are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about these wonderful films. I believe they're some of my favorite films about literature. Patterson and Lee Chandong's Poetry
0: Now, before we get really into it, uh, how are you doing these days? Are you, uh, you know, like as a writer, you know, in this COVID apocalypse, are you able to get anything done? Or, yeah, tell us more about that.
1: Oh, man, writing is hard. Um, It's hard. It's like you have to focus 10 times more during a global pandemic if you want to finish anything. But, yeah, Um, so far these days, I try to write just to like, let some steam off, but yeah i 'm um, not really forcing myself to produce anything creative other than anything that pays the bills, sure, but anything creative takes a while, so yeah,
0: so we 're going to talk about jim Germush 's Patterson. What are your thoughts about the film?
1: Wow, I have a lot first of all, I just want to say that this is such a refreshing film takes away from the conventional hollywood conflict-driven films that you usually see oh yeah because it talks about this bus driver it's like a week in the life of a regular guy and in between driving his bus he writes poetry at first glance you'd think oh my god this is probably super boring but after like two hours, I can honestly say I was not bored at all. It's not completely true that there's no conflict in this film. If you notice, um, the characters around the main character of Patterson and his wife, Laura, they have their own problems. You would see it when um, in those scenes wherein he goes into a bar, and then that uh, another major conflict is when his prized secret poetry book is actually destroyed by their dog. If you're, if you're a writer or a poet and you're serious about your craft, that's like a huge problem if you lose your work. There are several things about this film that you would appreciate even if you're not into poetry so there's this asmr therapeutic like sound i think that's one of the reasons why it was not boring because it was relaxing just watching this guy driving with his thoughts um in his mind and him trying to write every line you think it's just like simple things but actually that's where poetry comes from And then the use of imagery and showcasing the town of Patterson.
0: Right. uh, Tell us more about that, about the the imagery.
1: Yeah, there are scenes in this film where he goes into the bar. And then once you go to the bartender, you see there are pictures of different people who lived in Patterson. And they turned out to be famous artists, musicians, even politicians and writers.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: And then there's the the waterfalls, so that's like a, a very meaningful landmark in Patterson because it's said to be the iconic waterfalls where William Carlos Williams actually draws inspiration to write his poetry because... If you don't know it, um, poet, famous poet William Carlos Williams actually lived in Patterson, New Jersey.
0: Right. So William Carlos Williams wrote a poem called Patterson. And Jim Jarmusch <laughs> is making a film named Patterson. And then Adam Driver stars as a character named Patterson.
1: And he's a bus driver. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it can it can easily become so pretentious, yes. but it's not yeah. it's not. Uh, that, it's was, real, that was right? what
1: was most refreshing for me because it could have been another artsy film wasting your time for two hours. I'm kidding. It's not a waste of time. Oh, could you name uh, drop? Could you name no, drop no, 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 no. An,
0: an ugly art film? I don't,
1: mean, I don't mean any name film. Name drop. I'm just kidding. Name drop. <laughs> no. But for some <laughs> reason... Okay. It, maybe in the hands of a lesser filmmaker this would have sounded super pretentious but it was actually very heartfelt and it's actually very inspiring because it tells you that no matter what age whether you're a 10 year old girl or a guy waiting for his laundry to get finished you know cleaned up and shit you could like write poetry create your own art in between your free time and so i appreciate that because um it actually shows you what it's really like to be creative in this day and age so right and that's what
0: i find so inspiring uh like you said it shows us problems happen to other people but not patterson himself so going back to the whole creativity thing um Patterson is this guy who's a a bus driver but then he finds art. Despite having a lot of drama around him, he, he, he seems like he's self-taught because at home he has a bunch of poetry books and whenever people mention other characters mention poets, he can relate. He knows the history of these uh, poets as well. So yeah, um, very inspirational for me as a person with a day job uh, trying to make art. So yeah, it's definitely a film I would recommend to young artists.
1: Yeah, it just tells you it's not separate from what's happening around you. It tells you that your art directly actually comes from the environment where you live in. And it helps you gain insight into life. So it informs the way you create your art and what you want to say. So this film, um, Patterson, and also the poem written by William Carlos Williams titled Pearson, Right. says the line no ideas but in things so that line was uh, mentioned by the rapper trying to compose a rap song while he was in the laundromat um, what does that mean exactly no ideas but in things
0: is that like a symbolism or
1: um, more like something else. imagism yeah it, they're related instead of thinking of concepts or ideas you actually focus on the objects themselves you get a sense of how to depict a place or a feeling so because if you just think of abstract characteristics about things you never get to the heart of the thing so i think that kind of informs um how patterson as a film was created you know if you've attended like uh, writing workshops they always tell you show don't tell So instead of saying, I love you, you got to make it new. So there are other ways of saying things. And you can do this by actually observing things, looking at things as they are in your eyes. And not just mere description, but actually, you know. Right, like
0: Ohio blue tip.
1: Oh my God, yeah, Ohio blue tip. For example, that poem starts off with like the matches and then towards like the middle and the end of the poem it becomes a love poem so just by meditating on objects or things around you you actually get towards insights these realizations so yeah that's something I learned in Patterson
0: it sounds a lot like the process of some actors making things particular so if you have a by Uta Hagen one of the one of these um old school acting coaches um, she mentioned uh, one example was was an ashtray. So if you imagine an ashtray on, on set, it's gonna elicit different emotions if it's just an ashtray. But if you create your own story as an actor, the director doesn't have to know about it, the writers don't have to know about it, but if you make a story, you can make it particular and you can make it have some sort of uh, meaning which should um, help your objective in the scene. So her example was, it's not just an ashtray, but an ashtray of an ex-husband um, who bought it at a New York trade arts and crafts fair thing. So wow, it's very different. I have an ashtray, okay, but it's gonna be different if you put out a cigarette on a normal ashtray versus if you put out a cigarette on that particular ashtray. And imagine you can do that with clothing that you own and obviously photos. <laughs> we have It has the emotion and the people in it. So yes, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, imagism no ideas but in things that's
1: the thing you think things are the same but yeah my take on like the twins in the town the repeating motif of twins is that you think it's the same right but actually these are two people if you take a closer look they're not completely the same damn
0: girl No, that's a very good reading of it never thought of that
1: (laughs) Yeah, Patterson is a film that urges you to take a look at things around you more than once. These aren't just mundane things that happen to you in everyday life. This is your life. It's like teaching you to be present in the world you live in. Have you actually um, just sat there, did nothing for 30 minutes, look around people, you know? (laughs) lots of stories there people watching yeah, yeah lots of stories there and then um, yeah how can you make that cinematic i think jim jarmusch actually made that cinematic
0: um so yeah uh another thing i want to ask you as a poet is as patterson as a character is that accurate for for how real poets um act or behave because from, from what i picked up from from patterson well i'm sure for us different people different personalities because he has this lovely wife who is also an artist. She's actually, um, throughout the film, his wife, uh, Laura, or slash girlfriend, we don't know. But she's very creative. She's a renaissance woman. And when Patterson is in her presence, he does nothing. He's He look, he seems intimidated. Uh, at least that's my interpretation. And he, he hides away. He goes to the bar. He goes to the basement to write. He can only write during lunch breaks. Yeah. So what do you think about that? aspect of it
1: i think it's realistic there are writers who are actually quite reclusive they don't necessarily publish a lot Uh, i know a few writers who are like that even like in history emily dickinson she hardly published a poem during her lifetime most of the works uh, by emily dickinson that we read today are from her old journals that she kept from the world. And interestingly, uh, Jim Jarmusch includes Emily Dickinson in, in the film. You remember that scene wherein he actually meets this 10, 11-year-old girl and then, oh yeah, uh, what are you writing? I'm writing poetry. I'm a poet. Yeah, yeah, And then he talks to her. At the same time, like today, modern-day poets, a lot of them are actually very sociable. I imagine even during like the old times you know because poetry is meant to be performed and heard poets have been very popular so they're also very sociable even the poetry seen here in the philippines or in the united states the uk all around the world there's there are communities so it's a very polarizing view like these two different creative personas so patterson is like this guy
0: Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How I r- relate to it, um, as a young artist or anyone with a day job who wants to get into art, watching this film, they, they kind of get that. You see, now that you mention it, now that I think of it, there, there are those two sides. You have this super renaissance woman artist, Laura, and then you have this reclusive artist, um, Patterson, and they complement each other. So yeah, that's great that you pointed that out.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good contrast, yeah. You can
0: choose or you can have a mix of both personas because it's hard because when, when you grow up, you don't have that many role models in life. You just see, um, you perhaps mm-hmm. see a good poem and then you try to emulate that. Or for, for me, I, I, I see, I've seen good yes. films and I just try to, my first films will probably copy what that film looks like. But then how to live a life that constantly produces work that's hard you need an example for that (laughs) and yeah
1: Yeah, there have been artists who really live that way um different circumstances what's important i think is like this film shows you that you have your own way of working through it like that rapper in the laundromat you know he really makes time for his art
0: right right uh there's this uh, rapper in a laundromat and he's uh he's rapping and then patterson overhears him rapping and then he says something like he gives him a compliment hey man that was good and then the rapper says something like yeah appreciate it man and then they part ways it's just an encounter between two artists very different culturally but same goal same artistic yes. uh, process and and they can recognize that in each other so I think that is really cool um, also did a bit of research this is side trivia the, the guy the rapper was played by Method Man Who was uh, a playable rapper character in Def Jam Fight for New York? One of my favorite fighting games.
1: Yeah, Wu Tang Clan.
0: (laughs) Was he? Was he Wu Tang Clan?
1: Yeah, looks like Jim Jarmusch is friends with people from the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Apart from that, like it, it's not completely divorced from like the town life. Like the small town life. Um, you go into a bar and then you overhear like. The issues of the people who go there, like there's this lady who's been trying to break up with his boyfriend for more than two weeks. So this is the point in the film, like everything's been cool, chill, nothing's really happening, we're just overhearing things, and suddenly some guy has a gun. (laughs) So it, it kind of gets you out of your seat. And then Patterson actually tackles this guy and disarms him, gets the gun. Only to find out that the gun was fake. So how did you find the scene? How did you f- um, feel while watching it? What did you think?
0: I think it's really cool because you get to see his moves. Patterson can fight... Um, like like you mentioned earlier or did you mention <laughs> but yeah in the opening scene there was a photo of him in the military
1: oh yeah
0: yeah which says uh, you did, we lot. didn't mention it, that
1: earlier we didn't mention yeah. that yeah but mm-hmm. uh,
0: it, it might uh, it might explain as well why he why he drinks alone at night because he has this lovely gorgeous wife at home slash girlfriend um, but he still goes out at night uh, and this is daily because it's a Monday to Sunday film right so <laughs> every night he goes out at to the bar for a drink maybe this is normal in jersey i don't know but the idea is that you know he just wants to get drunk basically so he's hiding something there and then we get to see that come out friday night the guy with the the guy who's just recently broken up with his girlfriend tries to kill himself um and then patterson just takes him down now it's a very heroic moment out of the ordinary stuff that happens in our everyday lives there's something that extraordinary that happens every now and then yeah. and we're just never going to be prepared for that
1: yeah, and with the bus the bus breaking down, same stuff day. like that. Same You're day, never yeah. prepared. Yeah, same day, right? He had to like call the bus company. He didn't even have a cell phone. Okay. Yeah. So, Patterson is the kind of guy who doesn't bring a smartphone in the modern day, and his girlfriend is fine he with doesn't it. He one, doesn't yeah. have one. That's a, that's how reclusive he is. Even his girlfriend is fine with it. He She gives him space. That's actually kind of rare, I would think. Because even I, you know, living here today, I, I need a cell phone. He actually borrowed, like, cell phone from a kid just so he could call the bus company. So what does this tell us about the town? First few days in the film, he overhears men talking about women. And it tells us about, uh, I guess female and male dynamics you know so there's this two single men talking about guys they think these women want them (laughs) and then at the bar there's this guy who can't accept that a woman is breaking up with him so do you really love her or is it just the idea of being with her that you want? Things like that. And
0: that's that's super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, from what I saw, the other guys, they had the, you're right, the idea of love. But not in love with the person themselves. And it's super contrasty with Patterson himself. Because he and Laura, they have this beautiful relationship where they actually, obviously, do love each other. Um, they're communicating with each other every night. They're talking about their feelings. They're talking about their dreams and goals. And, you know, for the other guys in the film, they're just clueless. They're just, uh, Isn't it? is Freudian the right term? They're just following yeah. their heads. They're, they're, you know, the head below the waist. They're dicks. So pretty much it's uh, just yeah. very sexual, yeah. n- n- non-romantic, um, and delusional uh, even. Yeah, Doc is like seeing this lady on the side and his wife comes in later on the guy tries to kill himself because his girlfriend quote, or the person he's talking doesn't love him anymore so it's the only one who has a genuine relationship is patterson
1: it's just nice that you see a contrast of patterson and his girlfriend laura they don't fit into that stereotype because they don't treat each other like that right? the film
0: which does the day in the life format reminds me of how playwrights gave each other advice back in the day so this is like classic advice like when you write a character or even novelists kind of recommend this um when you write a character you're, you're gonna write a diary you're, you're gonna pretend to be that character then write what happens in your daily life and this film kind of sounds like that it's a, it's a bunch of what would patterson do during his break it's definitely character driven obviously since it's just a week so this film sounds like that. It sounds like Jarmouche probably wrote maybe six months or maybe just, just a month worth of experiences. Then he condensed it. He picked the best ones. Now I'm just guessing, of course. But I didn't see any based on a true story, whatever, kind of thing at the end. It just says written and directed by Jim Jarmouche. So probably, yeah, it's definitely from the imagination, inspired by, uh, directly inspired by Ron Padgett's uh, poems. Uh, Ron Padgett is the guy who actually wrote the poems that get featured in the film. Um, oh, and before I forget, one thing I loved about Patterson was the way poetry came upon the screen. So just imagine this. R- uh, imagine Patterson sitting in front of a waterfall during his lunch break. And then you h- you see text on the screen, and then you hear him read it out like a letter, but of course, it's a, it's a poem. So the words come on the screen, he starts reading the poem, and then the scene just becomes amazing. Uh, the visuals slowly dissolve into the waterfall, and then by the climax of the poem, it dissolves into Laura in bed. And there's this golden you know, sunlight effect in the morning as she wakes up. So it's, it's beautiful. So we realize that Patterson is writing um, love poems. He's at work, but he's talking about the woman he left behind at home. So it's very nice, very sweet. So, who's Ron Padgett by the way who is this guy that they featured obviously they, they, they grabbed his permission to use his poems
1: well, Ron Padgett is an American writer and he studied yeah, works by William Carlos Williams and he is actually part he actually writes uh, poetry back in the tradition of the New York uh, School of Poets so that's the type of poetry featured in this film So let me read you that love poem that you were talking about featured in the film.
0: Oh, by the way, for for listeners, Karen happens to have the collected poems of Ron Padgett for some weird reason. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So it's amazing that she actually has a copy of, of the actual book. So yep, go ahead.
1: I actually didn't know I had the copy until I watched the film and I looked for it. So there, let me read it to you. The title of the poem is Love Poem. We have plenty of matches in our house. We keep them on hand always. Currently, our favorite brand is Ohio Blue Tip, though we used to prefer diamond brand. That was before we discovered Ohio Blue Tip matches. They are excellently packaged, sturdy, little boxes with dark and light blue and white labels, with words lettered in the shape of a megaphone as if to say even louder to the world. Here is the most beautiful match in the world. It's one and a half inch soft pine stem capped by a grainy dark purple head, so sober and furious and stubbornly ready to burst into flame, lighting, perhaps, the cigarette of the woman you love for the first time. And it was never really the same after that. All this will we give you. That is what you gave me. I become the cigarette and you the match. Or I the match and you the cigarette blazing with kisses that smolder toward heaven.
0: Yeah, no ideas but in things. Yep, that was awesome. Thanks for reading that. Thanks for reading that for us. Yes,
1: you're welcome. Yeah, um, great editing in the film. And I really think like, for a film that doesn't have like a conventional story or plot it really knows how to build up events right? like from day one, day two, even like events throughout the day, there's some sort of pacing and pattern going on, you think it's the same but something, a little small detail there is different yeah, it kind of mimics how you know, people write um, poems, so you think it's just like a simple detail, but each detail matters, each line matters. And I think Jim Jarmusch um, actually did that in this film. He selected good scenes, um, good simple lines. And what I admire about it is that he actually trusts viewers to understand this. Yeah, he trusts the
0: audience to be intelligent. Yeah, he he trusts the audience to be intelligent. Uh, which is great but i just i just gotta stab my opinions are like little stabby (laughs) knives so i'm gonna stab stab the system stab the mainstream while i have this platform please do trust your audience that they're smart and they get what you're talking about going from monday to sunday you have these forms you have the form of what a day is like for patterson and then you have the details so each day is a little different like you mentioned So the audience is going to look out for that. They're going to think, oh, it's Tuesday now, but things are a bit different. The way they're in bed is different. The way he eats his cereal is a bit different. Uh, The form was used to sort of let the audience spot the details better, like those uh, comic strips, spot the difference. Here's what it's like on a regular day. Now here's the rest of the film. Do you have any final thoughts on Jim Jarmusch's patterson
1: Well, it's about the ending. Wow. I don't want to like super like pushing it, but I'm interested. What did you think of the ending?
0: So, for Patterson, the way it ends is on uh well, by the time the weekend arrives, his secret book of poetry, the one that Laura asks him to make a copy of, actually gets destroyed by Marvin the dog. Patterson ends up walking around the town of Patterson trying to clear his head. And he ends up at the waterfall so he's 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 very obviously depressed because he's lost his uh who knows maybe years worth of poems and then he meets this japanese guy this weird guy who happens to be a japanese poet and what's cool is we don't know who he is he just uh, he's just a japanese guy in a suit and then the japanese guy starts name dropping poets and he starts asking patterson things and then patterson is able to answer and it looks like the Japanese guy gets surprised, huh? This guy knows his shit <laughs> about poetry. Before the Japanese guy leaves, he gives Patterson a notebook. And then and it's a beautiful moment because the, the guy leaves. And then Patterson is left with a waterfalls and the notebook. And, you know, he has like a, a fresh start. And then he actually takes out a um a ball pen from, because, you know, he's a, he's a poet. So he actually always carries a pen. And then he just starts writing his next, masterpiece so it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful ending um yeah anything to add to that
1: oh yeah it's it's actually a good way to end a week in the life of a secret poet slash bus driver it kind of tells the main character that he's seen like you are a valid artist even if you're not publishing you know um that's what it felt like to me. You get this artist writer's guilt when you're not producing work. One thing we got to realize is that not writing is part of the creative process. Not creating something is part of the creative process. Part of it is actually just living, uh living your life in the moment, you know. You don't really have any material or content to like put out there if you don't live a rich life that's like something i don't want to forget and jim jarmusch as a masterful you know director filmmaker is able to give you that message in a very subtle scene it's very you know they hardly really talked there's this language barrier he recognized that aha there's a poet here beside me although patterson patterson denied it he said he's not a writer but but the japanese dude when he said his goodbyes he turned around and said aha as if to say i know you you're a poet you know
0: game recognized game like the way patterson recognized method man in the laundry you know you just see it Mm -hmm. well I guess that's all the time we'll have for today. But we're definitely going to talk more about poetry and cinema. In the next episode, we're going to cover poetry by Li Chang Dong. So, Karin, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Um, Anything you'd like to plug for our listeners?
1: Yes, um, you can check out some of my poems at Cordite Journal online. And um, I have like my latest poetry chapbook called out of time you can just add me on facebook or on ig if you want to follow me ig is the wayward seeker underscore eight yeah and that's corin arenas c-o-r-i-n-a-r-e-n-a-s thank you for having me
0: so so guys um we're gonna say our goodbyes so let's do this together bye guys bye (laughs) okay (laughs) they're kind of together but that's it that was episode two of scripties we're out